Have you been dreaming about paying off credit card debt, installing solar panels, going to college, or even buying a plane? Yes, someone really did that. With a figure HELOC, your home can help you cover vacations, medical bills, retirement, wedding expenses, home improvement, emergencies, or a pool. The opportunities are endless. Unlock up to $400,000 and choose the fastest HELOC on the planet at figure.com. Faster than a bank loan, cheaper than a personal loan. Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You know, it's very divisive today because some people are like, all right, good to see you still got the fire there, Sale. This guy's sick and tired of losing. He's pissed off. And then some people are like, you get $29 million a year. There's lots of kids watching. Grow up, respect the game, respect yourself. This is childish behavior. But if you've got that fire in you and you just want to get back out there and do what you love and do it to the ability, the all-star elite ability you have, it has to just light a fire under your ass or give you a, a real red eye when you go out there and you just don't do it right. Yeah. And I, I think that when you see people lose control that are at a certain level, right. It, it, I don't know that it's ever necessarily a good thing, you know, because if they're frustrated and they're not able to get back to their old form or, you know, they're just, you know, aging out of the sport or whatever it may be. I'm not sure that when you see those kind of emotions that it ends up well, long-term, right. At the end of the day, I think, right. You know, look, it's 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 the inevitable side. And I think for baseball players, I think for them, and I don't know if there's a statistic that would prove this, but I think that they have the ability to leave the game on their terms better suited maybe than what we have in football, right? In football, is I feel like just the rate of injury and 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 how certain positions can go from being really effective one year to, you know, taking a toll on their body. You think about the running backs of the of yesteryear, right? When I got in the league, you know, you get two or three good seasons out of a running back and then things start to go downhill, right? You get like the DeMarco Murray treatment where he's like the boss of the league for four years in Dallas. They ride him extra hard in a contract year. Don't re-sign him. He goes to Philadelphia. It's diminishing returns by two years later. We've never even heard of the guy anymore. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a brutal and unfair sport in the, in that regard. And, I can only imagine that sometimes, you know, you just want to trash a hotel room like Johnny Depp or a rock star. You want to take a baseball bat to a bullpen phone like Big Poppy. You know what they should do? They should build a rage room at Gillette Stadium so that like, you know, I'm sure you, you know, you've thrown axes. You've probably chainsawed some things. You're a grown ass man having a nice rage room. You get 30 seconds, go in there, just knock some shit around for a while. Come back out. <sighs> I feel better. Yeah. The Neanderthal 
safe space. Yeah, we need a we need a we need that. Let's open that up. I'll I'll, I'll fill the tap lines. We'll, we'll get Yankee Spirits to provide the adult beverages. We'll call it Matt Lights Neanderthal Safe Spaces. You have a beverage, you go in, knock some crap around for. A while. It could be it could be what the league needs right now. You know, it could be. <laughs> sound totally supervised. What a great idea! All right. Uh, so, Matt, let's, uh, we've been doing these positional breakdowns all throughout the last couple of weeks here on the Six Rings podcast. We've gone through safeties, which we believe to be the strongest positional group of the 11 positional groups on the team. We've talked quarterbacks and how Mac, Hoyer, and Zappi might actually be an above average, upper, upper half, maybe upper tier of the league type of quarterback room. Uh, wide receivers, I personally think they don't get as much respect because it's a very complimentary room with not a lot of skill set redundancy. Talk tight ends, running backs could be a top space. There are some other ones that could be a little weak, but one that's in a lot of transition, much like cornerbacks and linebackers, your familiar familiar favorite spot, the offensive line. So before we look to 2022, just tell me, how do you think they performed in 2021? Give them a grade and tell me how you think they did last season. I mean, I think they did pretty good. I mean, look, I think, uh, you know, you're talking about a rookie quarterback, you know, and man, it's, it's hard to put into words what it's like to have a guy, you know, that's stepping in, filling big shoes in a complex offense, asked to do a lot, you know, um, you know, obviously they didn't throw everything at at Mac last year, but they asked him to do quite a bit, you know, and if you look at how he responded and how they game plan, right. You know, look, there are teams that, as Bill would say, do what they do, right. New England is not one of those. They are a pure game plan team from week to week. And I'm not sure that everyone fully understands what it takes to be a team like that and the attention to detail and all the effort that goes into it. And so, you know, the line was asked to do a lot more than what you would do if you had a veteran quarterback, right? Um, The line, you know, had some mix-ups and they had guys in and out of the, the rotation with some injuries, but I would say overall, they did yep. a decent job, right? Um, look, where where New England has 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 earned, you know, their, you know, where, where they set the stage up front is when they can mix in a running game. Now I'm going back to the Brady era, right? But even when we had our most success under TB12 and that whole mindset, we were really good in the run game. Or we were really good in the short passes and the screen tear screen game, which is a function of the running game. These are these are hallmarks of yeah. People don't spend enough time in my people don't. Everyone just thinks like New England running backs. It begins with Corey Dillon. Like, oh, 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 hold on a second. Let's not forget how great Antoine Smith was for a couple of seasons no with doubt. the Patriots. Let's let's remember Sammy Morris was great except for that chest day, which was awful in 2007 uh got and the in the history of pass catching running backs from jr redman through kevin falk uh little danny woodhead and beyond and, be, and then into shane varina and your post playing days like that's a legacy position for the patriots that's what makes the game plan offense of the patriots move and it starts with the effectiveness of a line that knows where to be and how to get their ass out in space on time And that's a great point. I mean, you talk about being in space and being able to control 350 pounds against somebody that's far more athletic. That's where discipline and being able to coach the game and practice the game. So what I also think is good to note when you talk about the offensive line. So, yes, 
a running game is key. The, 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 the tear screen, being a good screen team is so difficult. There's not been very many good ones in the last decade. So, so if you can do those things, you're doing well. But here's the real just to all of it, or here's the real problem with that mentality. You can't practice anymore, right? So the yeah. things that you need to do to be really good at that aspect of your offensive game plan, you really can't do anymore. So, you know, the teams that find a way to, to mentally prepare, watch tons of film, and then go out there and make the best use of their practice time will be the teams that win. And so for that reason, when you had a guy like Dante Scarnecchia, who everybody talks about, but they don't really understand the real power behind him, he utilized every ounce of every second that he had with those guys in that offensive line room. And because of that, they overcame the lack of practice, the lack of preparation, the lack of being able to run these things with not just your first team guys, but your backups. Again, that's why the league in so many ways is far more vanilla now than it's ever been. But the teams who are disciplined, which Bill Belichick is clearly still that, and that have an offensive line coach like Dante, if they can get back to that, the guys like the David Andrews that, that are the veterans of that, that, you know, Trent and Brown and all these guys that have skill will benefit greatly from being super disciplined. Yeah, see, that's the perfect way to put it. An economy of minutes, time, and effort. That's sort of like the secret sauce behind Dante Scarnecchia, which I know people have picked at with you and other members of uh, the Patriots in the first decade of the double dynastic run. Like, what made Dante Scarnecchia so great? I want to know why Sky is such a legend. Like, doesn't doesn't F around. Just like he, he gets in there, gets the absolute best out of you by also making sure that he gets the most out of the time that he has with you as well. So I agree. I thought the line was good last year. It was great to see Trent Brown come back. Now, 2022, we get into the offseason as we steamroll towards a wildly unpredictable and God only knows what's going to happen type of season for the Pats. Offensive lines in transition. Looks like Big Trent is going to make his way back to left tackle where he dominated in 2018, his only fully healthy season. You kick Isaiah Wynn over to right tackle. Now Big Mike on Wenyu comes back on the line of guard. David Andrews, uh, the Rocket Center from Georgia. And now we bring in a guard that they drafted out of need because they created the need in letting Big Shaq Mason go down to Tampa, giving him the Logan Mankins treatment, except there wasn't a Tom Brady there when Logan Mankins was shipped out in August 2014. So were you surprised to see the Patriots trade pro football focuses favorite Patriot Shaq Mason and how psyched were you to see them go get an offensive lineman in the first round yeah I mean not shocked as you know uh hold on because it's going to be a wild ride every season every year when lawyer Malloy gets shipped out you know one year and he's one of our team captains you know a mere week before we're getting ready to play the team that we're sending you know I mean like nothing surprises you as a Patriot fan um but I kind of thought that they would have learned some lessons maybe. And, but, but I'm saying that based right. on what I know. Right. So, you know, back in the day when they let Logan Mankins go, I can say on this show and everywhere across the world that they made a terrible uh, mistake. Right. It was, it was not the right way to go. And they discounted 
and they and they do this because they don't always know every position who who makes that that those intangible kind of uh, impacts on the team, right? You can't measure it. It's not something that's in a statistic. It's right. not something that you see at practice. It goes way beyond that, and it's really important today more than ever. So they made a mistake with Logan, and I kind of thought that when it came to Shaq's contract and wh- whether he would stick around or not, that they would have probably kept him. But again, I don't know that he's exactly like a Logan Mankins. But right. I do like what they brought in because he he seems like a versatile, hungry, aggressive, and and I use the word aggressive. You can say nasty. You can say wouldn't mind getting into a street fight. Those are the kind of linemen that I always love playing with. So I like I like who they brought in on paper. It'll be really interesting to see how he develops throughout the you know mini camp, passing camp, and as we get into training camp where they put him and don't be surprised if they don't feel him out at tackle as well, because I, yeah. I feel like he's yeah. going to be the kind of guy that they can swing around multiple positions and, uh, and he could be highly effective. Yeah. It looks like they got some young guys to come in and be positionally versatile this year, which is going to be one of the keys for an offensive line that could also be undergoing a little bit of a scheme change, if not a scheme tweak. So there have been some, uh, rumblings, if not whisperings, that maybe the Patriots will be introducing a little bit of a Shanahanian twist to the offensive line in the blocking scheme this year. We could see a little more RPO. We could see a little more zone run, borrowing from what worked all those years in Denver with Mike Shanahan, friend of Belichick, with Kyle Shanahan out there in San Francisco on one of the most dynamite offenses in recent NFL memory. How hard is that for a guy like yourself like when you're playing offensive line, knowing like, oh shit, is this a run or a pass? Up, oh, hurry up, just all right, head on a swivel, let's go, and knock someone to the ground. Is it that much tougher to play, or is it that much more fun? You know, it, it can be a lot more fun. It, it, it the difficulty, I wouldn't say the difficulty comes in the form of it, it, you know you have all these different options and and communication, especially with the Belichick coach team, yeah. is going to happen because if it doesn't they're going to scrap it and go very vanilla, right? I mean, there's definitely been times where we've set out to game plan and do a certain thing. And because of, in most cases, personnel problems, right? We thought we'd have a guy up. We thought we'd have a guy available. We don't because of that or because it just wasn't gelling right during, you know, the week of preparation. We're going to back off on a lot of these creative, nifty, misdirection, trick them, dick them kind of plays. And we're going to do what we do best, right? And so, you know, that, that's great. But I, I got to tell you, I think that one of the ways you win in the National Football League today is get more creative. Because, again, remember, the one constant is the lack of preparation, the lack of people being able to go out there and practice things over and over again. And for so many players, that's the only way they're going to get it. But, see, the kind of people they bring into to Gillette the kind of people that we have in New England, they're going to forego some talent to have guys that can think on their feet, read and react to things in real time, right? Yep. And when you have players like that, and if you're lucky enough to keep those guys healthy and keep them in those reps and getting more and more experience, you're able to do things that other teams just can't react to because they can't practice it either. So, you know, look, I, I hope that is the case. I hope we see a little bit more misdirection, a little bit more, uh, of these kind of, you know, 
I don't want to say wildcat, but but get creative with what you do up front because you're going to need that at some point. Oh, for sure. But this is also and this is what I kind of like about it, too. Uh, in college, that's what Mac Jones excelled at. Like, he's so smart. He's so studied up. He's so prepped. Uh, people have said, like, smartest guy. You know, the, I've never seen a quarterback prep like this guy. Like, he's well ahead of the curve. And now Josh moves on to Vegas. I think Vegas is going to have a hell of an offense this season. And they're one of my sneaky playoff picks. I, how are you going to stop Vegas on third? Sidebar to just what we're talking about. How are you going to stop Vegas on third down this year when Derek Carr, who I think is wildly underrated, steps back to pass? And his options in a short passing game are running back Josh Jacobs, excellent. Uh, tight end Darren Waller, maybe the best at his position in the NFL. Devontae Adams, maybe the best position at, at his position in the NFL. And friggin' Hunter Renfro, who's like Wes Welker 2.0. How do you stop them on third down this season? It, it shouldn't be easy, and it's not going to be easy. And Josh, Josh is really good at at not just scheming things up and game planning for certain things, right? But he's yep. good at coaching, right? And, and, I, and, and that should be a given. People are like, oh, yeah, no kidding. He's a coach. Well, that's not <laughs> always a given, you know? There's a lot of guys that are good at telling you but not coaching you, right? There's, there's yep. a huge difference there. So, yeah, I think that, you know, look, as long as those guys have buy-in and mm-hmm. they're tapped in when they're out there, yeah. they're going to be really difficult to beat in, in a lot of situations. Yeah, Derek Carr is my uh, value pick. I think he's 28 to 1 right now in Vegas for MVP. So uh, I'd watch out for them. That digression aside, you in on this Mac Jones kid? Yeah, look, uh, the best best barometer for me uh, as a guy that's no longer there is to ask the guys that are around him the most, right? And so, you know, we're talking, we're down offensive line. And and I like to think that, you know, most people, uh, while they won't pay attention to the offensive line, they're going to see the offensive line shine in the form of their receivers and their running backs and their quarterbacks. And when the offensive line who is, has the most players on the field at any one time of any position, right. And they all got to know exactly what everybody's doing. Um, When those guys are saying great things about a rookie quarterback before training camp even happens, then you have to feel good about what, the potential is long-term. So I heard great things about Mac and his preparation, his attitude, how he carried himself, the things that he, you know, was placing upon himself in terms of that leadership position. Um, You know, everything sounded unbelievably polished for a young cat stepping into a very intimidating, you know, atmosphere. That said, when you watched him on the field and you saw him read and react in real time, make in time, you know, uh, uh, changes to what he was doing, his technique to, you know, one week to the next, having to deal with throwing the ball like crazy one week and then handed it off like crazy. And so it told me that not only does he have all those attributes that these guys talked about, but that he's humble, right? He's willing to do whatever he's got to do. And that's not a... <laughs> I don't want to sound like the old man uphill both ways, but that's not something you see every day out of that position in the National Football League or even in high school, I hate to say. No, I see, I think it's the the preparation and we got off or rather I got off on the Josh McDaniels tangent momentarily because some say Josh had the restrictor plates. Josh had him operating in safe mode, never coming out of third gear last year. But you're learning a whole new pro offense. Doesn't matter how good he was in Alabama the year before. 
it's a tough transition, which we don't even have to get into going from college to pro, even if you are a national champion going from, uh, you know, Hale Saban, friend of Belichick with Alabama, all the way up to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, the real guy taking over for Tom Brady. But now Mac really gets to show us what he's all about. And to me, a power run game, and I know uh, a good uh, good stats for a running back are probably the greatest stats for an offensive lineman. You keep them clean, blast open some holes, get some touchdowns. That makes you smile. That makes you feel like you did your job. You, this year, Mac Jones excels. He has a good year this year. The offense, so goes the offensive line as well. But someone who's come under a, a wee spot of scrutiny as we wrap up here has been uh, this new play calling uh, contingency forum, whatever you want to call it. Judge, Patricia, Bill et al. Looks like Patricia's coaching the offensive line. Um, I've heard from people that are concerned about it. I've also heard from some former players who say, hey, listen, you know, this is a big old smokescreen. Patricia can coach any position on the field as well. He belongs in the trenches with the big guy. You think he's ready ready this year to rock with those guys? Well, I can tell you this much. Uh, Matty P was the assistant to Dante Skarnecchia in his first role in New England, right? A lot of people forget about that. A lot of people yep. overlook that. It wasn't something a lot of people talked about, and he wasn't there long. I think it was just a season, season and a half, right? That's where he got his first look at the big leagues, right? Um, and, and I do agree with the idea that he could coach any position. I mean, his knowledge of the game. I mean, he he followed Bill around everywhere he went for years and years and years just so that he could get that perspective. And he's a really bright guy. Dare I say rocket scientist, okay? So um, literally. So with that said, I don't have any problem if he is the guy at offensive line because he's going to do a good push him. Um, he's going to be good. Yeah, I think he's going to. And I think we're back. Okay, here we go. Yeah, we're good. We just had a little digital blip there. I, yeah, uh, so you think Matt You think Matt Patricia will do a great job on offensive line. I, I agree as I well. Do. Yeah. I do. I think he's going to do a good job. And the offense is going to be, no one knows what this offense is going to look like this year. And that's going to be part of what they're going to need. The element of surprise because uh, wow, the AFC East, the AFC overall juiced up big time this year. And it's going to be uh, a hell of a season. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.